Hey, all you tea lovers, welcome back to episode eight of Tea with D. I'm your host, Diane, and today we're going to be talking about anxiety, living in the future and not the present. A lot of times when I think about anxiety, I associate it with pre-thinking, me more focused on what's going to happen and what could happen versus what's actually happening in the present moment. And a lot of people with anxiety, I'm sure can relate to this to some extent, is when we don't feel like we have control or a lack of control, it makes things a lot more worse for us. Either we react in different ways, we feel fearful, we are a little bit less able to communicate our emotions because of the lack of control that we have forcing us to not be able to actually be our true authentic selves. And I think a lot of times when we associate anxiety in the future It goes hand in hand in the sense we don't know what could happen in either one. You know, you can't focus so much on the future because that is what the future is designed for. It's for us to find out. It's whoever to know and for us to find out type of thing. And so I wanted to come on here today and give you some of my tips that I have learned throughout my journey and continually learning on how I self-soothe myself from anxiety, from anxious thoughts, and things like that. My first big waving my hand in the air type of sign that I highly recommend doing is seeking out a licensed professional and a therapist that you feel connected with and is going to help you on your journey to self-love and heal. I highly recommend that. I, for the longest time, struggled with wanting to get a therapist and either one, didn't want to add it into my expenses, two, felt like I didn't fully need it, or three, I was scared at what would happen if I sought out therapy, like what would be pulled out of me. And I didn't know if I was fully ready for that either commitment or emotional roller coaster. But I will say it's the best thing I could have ever done for myself because it's allowed me to see that it's not always other people and I really need to work on my internal issues and not even issues, but my internal traumas that I have faced throughout my entire life, which I'm sure that you too have faced. So definitely therapy is key and number one, but if not, here are some of my tips as well or add them on top of going to therapy. So the first things first. I use the 478 method and it's a breathing technique that I've learned throughout my time researching anxiety because what you do with this method is you inhale four, you hold for seven and you exhale eight. And as you're doing this, I do this about five times because after the fifth time, I'm so focused on the numbers, the breathing, the counting, the oxygen is going into my brain, allowing me in a sense not to think of the anxious thought as much as I, as much as I was thinking prior to me doing the number technique. Then I also think about maybe what's something that makes me excited and happy and that's the sun. I love going on walks, especially going outside and going to walk. I love the sun touching my skin. It feels very soothing to be in nature. So definitely going outside and taking a walk is very refreshing. The third thing that I highly recommend not to do is drink caffeine. I know for me personally, when I was drinking caffeine, my anxious thoughts, anything you want to call it, was heightened because I feel like the caffeine was causing me to be a little bit more jittery than I normally would be. And that is why I've switched to my best friend decaf because decaf is the way to go, people. And it's honestly a lot less stressful when you think about it, in my opinion. 
So I definitely recommend trying to steer away from caffeine. The fourth thing that I like to do is try to get a full night's sleep. I think that giving yourself a curfew is so important because eight hours of sleep really does affect the way you feel the next day and throughout your week. I feel like when I have a good night's rest, I'm motivated, I'm pumped. I feel less anxious, honestly, when I get a full night's rest and eight hours of sleep because it's allowed me to have body regenerate, let it, you know, work its magic and allow me to be ready for the next day. So I really think that a full night's sleep and giving yourself that curfew is really important. Another thing that I've been recommended and I used to do a lot more often is yoga. I think connecting your breath to your body is so important because yoga allows you to feel a lot more in tune with your body, your emotions in a sense. You're more calm. It's not like a high intensity workout. It's essentially a high intensity workout, but it's very much like namaste. I am focusing on my inner self. That's what I think of yoga. And I think that it really does help calm you. And I've heard from many people that it's helped them with anxiety, at least a, a different mood and change in scenery. So I highly recommend going to yoga. I think that that's definitely something that I'm gonna start in incorporating into my daily routine, or at least maybe once a week. And then my last thing that I really can't stress enough is what's actually helped me grow so much more in life is journaling. I cannot stress to you guys enough how important I feel journaling is and writing down your thoughts and putting it to pen to paper because you're allowed to express anything that's going on in your life and hopefully no one's going to judge you for it because no one else is reading it besides yourself you're able to write your deepest darkest secrets you're able to write your feelings your thoughts what's actually going on in your head you're able to look back and see oh my gosh this is how i felt in this moment and this is what i used to be like or not only that this is how i reacted what can i do the next time to change it or i'm having this anxious thought right now this is why i was anxious why was I anxious? It allows you to give you a because. Because a lot of times in our minds, we're thinking, I'm anxious, I'm anxious, and anxious. But when you put it pen to paper, you see it in word form and you're like, okay, why was I actually that upset? Because you're seeing it written word. I feel like there's some type of thing that goes on. I feel like there's some type of connection that happens to your brain and you seeing what you're actually feeling that causes you to maybe think a little bit deeper into the situation. And that's just my personal opinion. As I was saying, yeah, I really highly recommend the 478th method. I recommend going outside and taking a walk. You know, try to limit your calf intake, switch to decaf. A full night's sleep is really the way to go. Yoga incorporation would probably be key and journaling your thoughts is so essential. Like I said, express how you feel and express it to yourself. There's so many different ways that you can tell yourself how you're feeling in a moment, especially putting pen to paper. And to wrap this episode up, I just wanted to let you guys know that it's easier said than done, but it's okay to not always be in control because the sad thing and the good thing about it is, is you can't control other people, you can only control yourself. And that means you control your thoughts, which causes your anxiety. And remind yourself that thoughts aren't facts. Know that it's easier to get through the moment and ride the wave versus fighting it. Think about why you're anxious, think about your thought, give yourself a reason, seek out therapy, seek out resources, and really ask for help. And it's not a weakness and you should never be ashamed to ask for help because that's how you grow and you understand yourself a little bit better because you get other external forces that help you understand things that maybe you wouldn't prior. So I'm gonna to conclude today's episode. Live your best life. Don't forget you're amazing. You're beautiful, you're loved, you're wanted, and everything will be okay. And this too shall pass.